Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Forever Athletic Podcast with me, Coach Ian Wood. And today I'm going to be giving you five tips to help you with your willpower, particularly around snacking, as this is something that I know a lot of you struggle with. So this is something that will crop up in my weekly client check-ins multiple times every single week. We have a section for could have been better if, and that if is often something around snacking, a weak moment, poor preparation, the sort of things that kind of run into a splurge or a highly subpar meal or moment. And I also ran a poll a couple of weeks back on my Instagram asking people what they struggle with the most when it comes to nutrition and snacking and willpower came back with a whopping 65% of the votes. So this is obviously a big topic, something we need to cover. And because of that, I'm going to give you these five tips. And I think these five tips are important because it gives the topic a little bit of breadth because it's something that we all struggle with, but we struggle with it for different reasons. So hopefully at least one of these tips is applicable to you. And if it is, and you found this podcast helpful, make sure you give it a follow, give it a five-star review and share it with somebody who you think would benefit because it does help the podcast grow. And ultimately it's going to help more people, which is my aim for this. So anyway, let's get into it with my first tip for helping with snacking specifically. So the number one tip to help you with your snacking is to focus on your main meals. It's a bit counterintuitive maybe, but when you take a second to think about it, it's actually really quite logical because there's a really common weight loss or diet mistake that a ton of people make. And that is when you decide you're going to try and lose some weight or body fat, you know that you need to make a calorie deficit. Cool. Makes sense. Needs to happen. But the mistake is in slashing your portion sizes at the main meals and trying to get the calorie deficit from there. This means that those meals no longer hit the spot hunger wise and the time between your meals becomes much more of a battle. You're feeling hungry a lot more often every single day and you're having to use your willpower much more consistently just to get through it. And then it makes sense that after a few days of this, the wheels fall off, you cave into the hunger, you spend your whole day snacking and then you actually overeat and wipe out the calorie deficit you were aiming to make. Whereas the much smarter and the much more effective thing to do is to really focus on those main meals and make sure that they're filling and then they're going to get you 90% of the way to your next meal. So you're just starting to feel hungry and you're just starting to feel ready for that next meal. And then make sure they're satisfying and they actually give you that pleasure of eating because that's really important to remember that you're allowed to enjoy eating and that is a totally normal thing to enjoy. And then make sure you do those things whilst still aligning with your goals. So there's a couple of steps here. I'd probably aim to stick to one snack per day for most people and have it to be largely planned and limit it to be somewhere between 10 and 20% of your daily calorie intake. So for someone who's having 2000 calories per day, that'd be 200 to 400 calories per day in the snacks. That would then leave you with 1600 to 1800 calories for your three main meals, which is actually a really good amount of food. You could divide it equally, give yourself kind of three, 500, 600 calorie meals, or mix it up a little bit for times where you know you want to be a bit more uh, lavish or a bit more social with your meals. So maybe 400, 400, 800 in terms of calories for breakfast, lunch, dinner, if dinner, you know, is going to be more sociable and you want to have a bigger meal. And then split those meals equally across the day time-wise. So you don't have any significantly longer breaks between the meals where the hunger is going to build up anymore. But if you do have a longer break, that's the perfect time for that planned snack. So pop it in there. That should help you keep your hunger in check most of the time. And remember, when you're looking for a calorie deficit, you don't actually need a food deficit. You can still eat a large volume of food whilst consuming fewer calories by focusing on nutrient-dense foods and putting calorie-dense foods on the back burner most of the time. 
So prioritizing protein, vegetables, get those that protein and fiber in that's going to be very dense and satiating for the meals and then put in your kind of calorie dense foods like peanut butter on the back burner because you're just going to get much more food into your diet and into your stomach, leaving you feeling fuller for longer. Okay, so that's tip number one. Focus on your meals, uh, main meals in this way. And a lot of the hunger based problems with snacking and willpower should be gone pretty soon. And then tip number two, already alluded to, plan your snacks ahead of time. So I do a weekly planning task with pretty much all of my clients that helps us just be a bit more proactive with our eating. And I find that that simple task helps us be much more proactive rather than reactive. And that helps you uh, keep the chances of staying on track a whole lot higher. Okay. So from tip number one, we know we're going to be having one snack a day in the most part. And on the 2000 calorie a day example, we're going to be having 200 to 400 calories in that snack. So what are you going to snack on? If your meals are good, it doesn't necessarily have to be a super healthy snack because you're getting most of your nutrition from those large meals. So your snack could be fruit. It could be a protein bar, something like that with a healthy twist on it. But it could also be chocolate, crisps, biscuits, whatever it is that you really enjoy and would love to include in your diet regularly. The main thing is, if you're proactive about it, you can enjoy it guilt-free. You can reduce your chances of chucking it in the bucket bucket. Have it available, which reduces the occasions when you nip to the shop and get a snack and then get some extra stuff on top in that moment of weakness. And then you'll also increase your chances of having the one snack or the given amount as you've committed that plan to paper or the coaching app that I use and made yourself that little bit more accountable to it, even if it's just 1% more than if you were just trying to freestyle it every single day with zero planning or accountability. So that's tip number two, plan your snacks for the most part. Then tip number three is to not try and remove the things you love from your diet totally. I would aim to have them available in your diet as often as every day if you really want, because number one, we love them for a reason. They're super tasty and they genuinely bring us joy. Why would we want to remove that from our diet on a regular basis? It's just going to make things harder. Number two, even if you plan to not have them, we know you're going to have them anyway. You know it. I know it. Your next door neighbor knows it. We're all human. That's just how it is. And number three, one of the biggest reasons for binging when you're trying to lose weight is because in that moment of eating a thing that you love and when you feel guilty about eating it, you're likely thinking it's the last time you're going to have it for a while. You'll say to yourself something like, I must stop eating this. So fuck it. I'm going to have it all now because I'm not going to let myself have it again for the next two to three months or whatever time scale you've given yourself. Whereas if you know you can have it tomorrow, that whole pressure is gone. If you know you can have it tomorrow, you maybe won't even have it today because you know you can have it tomorrow it may not even cross your mind or you maybe just don't fancy it because you had a little bit yesterday and you don't really need it again. That sort of thing is a massive weapon to have in your toolbox. It puts you in the driving seat. It puts you in control and it means that you can have it on your terms every day if you want it. Which brings me to tip number four, which is something I call a mindful moment. So a mindful moment is something I teach people who struggle with sugar foods, elements of binge eating, or just excessive guilt when it comes to eating certain things. Most often this is related to snacks. And it's a simple way of making sure that when you do have the food that you love or that you snack on something that you want to have, that you do genuinely have it on your, your terms and you have it for the right reasons because you want it, you want to enjoy it. You want it because it's delicious and it's epic being able to have that in your daily eating. And it's really important because a lot of our snacking can sometimes be mindless. We just kind of grab something and smash it in or we grab something and we just keep going at it. 
And in those scenarios, the enjoyment can sometimes come from the quantity of the thing rather than the quality of it. And it's important sometimes to call ourselves out on that and call bullshit. Are you actually a chocolate lover and getting the dopamine hit from that snack, from the taste, texture and temperature of the chocolate? Or are you getting a quick dopamine hit from the act of just eating a lot of food of something that's kind of sweet, but it barely has a chance to register in the split second it's in your mouth before it's past your taste buds and on its way to your stomach? Mindful moments help you with this and they help you get as much satisfaction from a reasonable portion of the thing rather than a full-on binge of the thing. So to do a mindful moment, I would recommend one, sitting down in a food eating place. So go to your dining table, your work cafeteria or break room and try not to associate snacking with your desk, bedroom, living room or whatever else if possible. Then get rid of your distractions, no phone, no no TV, no laptop doing work. Make sure your focus is actually on the food. Then eat slowly, chew it properly. Note the three T's, so the texture, taste and temperature of the food. You don't have to kind of get all erotic with it and run it around your mouth all sensually and all that sort of stuff. But if you genuinely love that food, you will benefit from taking a second more with each chew to kind of really get the benefit of those three T's. And then take a moment when you're done to appreciate how cool it was that you had that snack while staying on plan and being consistently congruent with your goals. Then this just becomes a really enjoyable and rewarding cycle, especially when you compare it to the binge guilt restrict cycle that we can often find ourselves in so we'll employ mindful moments as tip number four and then finally tip number five sort your food environment out so we often snack in moments of weakness when the willpower is waning or gone so let's make the better decisions easier to make in those moments so super simple step one don't bring shit you don't want to eat into your house makes it so much easier to avoid on a regular basis And then keep the snacks that you do want to prioritize readily available. So if, like me, you want to have a protein bar and an apple at 5 p.m., make sure you have those two things easily available wherever you may be at 5 p.m. and the things you don't want in a much less convenient place. And then using things like pre-portioning or buying pre-portioned things. So having the right amount of chocolate when you bought some pre-portioned snack bags of chocolate buttons, for example, When that's available to you in the front of your cupboard, it's much easier to stick to that amount rather than facing up to a whole bar of dairy milk and having that staring at you every time you open the cupboard. Two minutes of proactiveness in that scenario to set those pre-portioned items up can set you up for much better success throughout your week. And then if you work from home and find yourself staring at the kitchen all day like I currently am, I can literally see the fridge right now. It's probably less than 10 meters away. Put something better in closer proximity. So a fruit bowl at the end of the dining table, for example, with something like grapes in it, that could stop you wandering aimlessly into the kitchen every hour on the hour. If you've just got a little snack that will still give you a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of texture in your mouth, that sort of thing, will stop you going to the fridge every hour and pulling out something that's going to do much more damage to your calorie deficit, for example. These things in our environment do make a big difference when it comes to managing your willpower and controlling your snacking. So they're definitely worth investing in. So there's five tips to help you with your snacking and your willpower. I do genuinely hope you find them really useful. If you do, like I said, please do give the podcast a follow, give it a review, and probably more importantly, share it with someone you know who you think would benefit. From what I said earlier, we likely know a ton of people who will benefit from this. Snacking and willpower is a big thing, so please share it with them and get the word out there on these five tips. And then remember, if you're interested in working with me, check out www.coachianwood.com. You can learn loads more there. And for smaller bite-sized chunks of training and nutrition information, check out my social media at Coach Ian Wood on all the regular channels. Otherwise, 
I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye.